Blog Talk Radio. In times like these, you're going to need a savior. In times like these, don't be idle, but be very sure. Be very, 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 very sure. Your anchor and grieve the solid era in times like these you're gonna need an anchor in times like these you're gonna need a savior so be very sure be very, 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 very sure your angles and grief the solid hero. Let me say it again. In times like these, you're going to need a savior. In times like these, oh, don't be idle, oh, be, be very sure, be very, 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 very sure, your angles and grieve the solid era. That rocky Jesus, oh, he, he's the one. That rocky Jesus, he's the own, own, only one. So be very sure. Be very, 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 very sure. Your anger. And grieve the solid era. Good afternoon. This is Apostle Alexander Lockham of the Bernie Bush Church, 402 North 13th Street in urban North Carolina. Phone number 910-658-5206. Church phone number is 910-897-7392. We count the privilege and the honor to be able to come this afternoon in the name of the Lord. Uh, not doing what we want to do, but doing what the Lord have commissioned us to do, to go into all the world and preach the gospel. So we count the privilege to be able to share the word of God this evening. We thank God also for Apostle allowing us to come in the name of Jesus for opening up this door. Apostle Margie for allowing us to allow God to, to use her to be a blessing unto us. And we ask that you would pray for her continuously because she, this is a job for her, for her to just stay on board like this, to just be faithful and week after week, night after night. You know, some of us, we be doing our own thing every night. Some of us at Western Citizen, some of us at the Golden Gorilla, some of us at the movie, but she's right here, sold out to serve the Lord, to be able to allow God to use her or whoever she got on to be able to, 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 to do the gospel. And that ain't nothing but a blessing in itself to make us a sacrifice. May God just bless her for her sacrifice. The Bible says give flowers while we're living. You know, we mess around want to bring people a whole lot of flowers when they're dead and, and they're under the seat. They can't see them flowers. So you give her her flowers because she deserves them. The Bible gives honor what honor do. So give her her flowers while she's living for just opening up this opportunity for whoever you might be that she have allowed uh, to, to come and, and on this broadcast and be able to share it because if it had not been for God using her, amen, amen, we would not be able to do this. God said, I give you favor and sight of God, amen, so thank God for the favor that we have in her sight. We got a word this afternoon from the Lord, amen, and we ask that you just give us a tender ear this afternoon as we, as, we, as, we, as we give you what God has given to us. I, my, my subject this afternoon is just simple and clear. It is God told me to talk about this. Are you saved or are you just going through the motion? Are you saved 
or are you just going through the motion? Now, I know many people might jump up and say, why you even ask that question? I know I'm saved. Oh, but I found out after these 40 years out on this journey, going from church to church, place to place, city to city, town to town, in and out of state, I found out a whole lot of people who've been in the church a long time was not saved. They were had their name on the chariot road and won't fade. Won't say they sang in the choir and they won't save. They're ushering on the usher board and won't save. They were on the trustee board and won't save. Sitting on the motherboard and won't save. On the deacon board and won't save. And I could go on and on. Auxiliaries in the church. And they ain't talking about they got their yuffers there. They've been there ever since they were a child, ever since they were little, and did not get saved. Did nobody told them that salvation was not work. Nobody told them because they their mama owned the church or their daddy owned the church or their grandpa owned the church that they had to get saved. And and because of their talent, because of their ability, because they sound like they could sing, or they look like they could hold that position, they got it and nobody told them that they were lost. They were not they hadn't them been born again, hadn't made Jesus Christ Lord of their life. Matthew seven and twenty two said, Many would say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast thy devils. And in thy name done many wonderful words. And then will I profess who today unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, for your work is in iniquity. Isn't that sad to say? He said, many going to say, I've done all these things. And he's going to tell them, depart from me. I never knew you. Now, this ain't somebody now that's been saved and they're bachelor's. Understand what this shit said. People got this shit messed up about people who 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 got saved and then they backslid. The writer said here. He said they never was saved. He said, I never knew you. If you've been saved, God know you. Because the scripture said he married to the backslider. So if you've been saved and you've been back, you a backslider. He didn't say the backslider. He said, I never knew you. And he knows a backslider because God can bring you back if you want to come back. But he told these people because, see, they were confused back in that day. They thought because of their position, because of their, uh, their title, because of their name, because of all the things that they did. They gave their, they gave, they, they, they gave their, uh, 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 food to the hungry. They, they they gave their clothes to the barren, and they done all these things. And Jesus said to them, he said, I didn't never know you. You won't never save. You were never born again. You never, you never gave me your life. You never gave me your soul. Isn't that something? He said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. All that work you done done in the church. You know, the old folks sang a song a long time ago when we were little and we'd be in the church. And the old folks, they would get to sing. They said, let the work I've done speak for me. Let the work I've done speak for me. When I've done the best I can and my friends don't understand, let the works I've done Speak for me, the works I've done, they may seem so small. The works I've done may seem like nothing at all. But when I've done the best I can, and my friends don't understand, let the works I've done speak for me, your life's going to speak for you. It ain't what nobody else say. It ain't how no, they can speak evil you all they want to. They can call you all kind of names. They can tell God this about you and that about you. But God knows you. God knows what you live and what you didn't live. Your life, your life in Christ Jesus is going to speak for you. Your works you've done. The works in Jesus. The works in Christ Jesus. Because you've got to understand we're not saved by work. But after we get saved, we have to do work. And the works you've done is going to speak for you. So here these people, you're talking about I did this in your name. I prophesied in your name. I did wonderful works in your name. And he told them to part for me. He said, depart for me. Be cast out in the out of darkness. 
He said that you he he they said they even cast out devils and cast out demons and fed the poor. And Jesus said, I never knew you. You were never mine. You were never born again. Ain't that sad? We need to make sure that we are born again. I said, are you saved or are you just going through the motions? You need to have an inventory. Time is winding up. It gets late in the evening. If it ever was a time that we need to know that we saved, uh, it's sitting holding these titles in these positions from the pulpit to the congregation. Ain't have not been saved. These deep folk here that Jesus was talking about, he said these were stars and Pharisees. These were Levites. These were leaders of the nation. And the Lord said he wasn't even saved. Isn't that something? You see Nicodemus, what he did. Nicodemus won't say. The Bible said told, he told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus comes sneaking up there by night. They want nobody to know that he was he was going to talk to Jesus. Jesus told him that is born of the flesh is flesh, and that that is born of the spirit is spirit. He said, Marvel not, I say unto you, ye must be born again. Nicodemus was confused about that because he thought he had to go back into his mother's womb and be born again. But he said, no, Nicodemus, you can't go back into your mother's womb. That ain't what I'm talking about. He said, that that is born of the flesh is flesh, but that that is born of the spirit is spirit. He said, you must be Nicodemus. You must accept me as your Lord and Savior. You must be born again. Amen, amen. So I come out this afternoon to tell you that take an inventory, each and every one of you. Now, if you say that's good, but I, but you need to know. You say if you ain't, you need to if you questioning your salvation. You got to understand now. You are gonna feel sometimes like you ain't saved, but if you know you say you say. What I'm talking about, these folks who know you really don't know what you say. You really don't know what you've been born again. And some of you know you ain't saved, and you still want to hold on to that title. You want nobody to. You feel too ashamed for anybody to find out now. After all these years you've been to church, after all these years you've been on the motherboard and the deacon board and the trustee board, all these years you've been holding a position in the church, all these years you've been there and now for you to confess you ain't saved, it would be shameful, and you don't want nobody to know. Well, honey, it ain't about shame. Don't let shame make you lose out. Don't make shame make you open your eyes up in hell one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't you let shame make you hear, make you make the Lord say, depart from me. I know you're not. Your words is in the nicotine. It ain't about what nobody thinks. Don't you let shame make you not humble yourself and know you ain't right with God. Get right with God. The songwriter said, get right with God and do it now. Get right with God here. He'll show you how. Right down at the cross where he shed his blood. Get right with God. Get right, get right with God. So I might just preach tonight and teach tonight and sing tonight, but it's all right. We're going to get through tonight. Amen. Amen. However God wants to do it, it's all right with me. Get right with God and do it now. Get right with God. He'll show you how. God will show you how to get right. God will show you. No matter how messed up you is, it don't matter how far you've fallen, it don't matter whether you're saved or ain't saved, want to get saved. Whatever the case may be, God will show you how to do it. He will show you how to get saved, and with his, by his grace, he will help you stay saved. But I don't want nobody to sit here and on that day of judgment, stand before God, and God got to say, depart from me, because you are not saved. You have not been born again. You need to make Jesus Lord and Savior your life. So we're going to talk tonight and find out how you saved, because if you saved, you're going to be doing saved things. You ain't supposed to be, you still doing the same thing you were doing when you were lost. If you still doing the same thing you were doing when you lost, you ain't saved. Amen. Amen. A true believer has a, a, a true believer, the first thing happened, listen, the first thing happened, a true believer has a new awareness. You hear me? A true believer have a new awareness. You are aware now you've been born again. The woman, the Bible said the woman felt within herself that she had been healed. When you are a new believer, you have a new awareness now about what's going on. Amen? You, you, you say there's something different. There's something different about you. You feel something different. You, you, you know something that happened. You are aware that you're not thinking the same way you were thinking. You're not acting the same way you were acting. Something, something different about you. Oh, my God, you feel it within yourself. Even if you were mean, you find yourself not even feeling mean no more. 
If you are honored, you'll find yourself not be honored no more. Amen? So you feel a difference. You feel a difference. And this different will you will know it. You will know you are aware of it. You are aware that a change is taking place, a spiritual change start taking place on the inside. And you'll start changing. And you'll start feeling that change. But here it is, weeks done went by and months been by and you still cussing. And you still lying and you still mean. And you still act honorary. And you won't feel nothing. You don't got saved and still got the got got that same old you. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. You still got that same old you. Do you not know that the first thing happens is when you become born again, that God automatically, he don't gradually give it to you. He automatically gives you a new nature. He'll take away the nature of Adam, when Adam's sitting in the garden, that Adamic nature that is full of sin. He takes away the Adam nature, that Adamic nature, and he gives you the Christ nature. You now have the nature of Christ. And in and, 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 and Adam, it was sin, but in Christ, it's righteousness. For now, you have the righteousness of God on the inside of you. Now, that that made you sin is not there no more. Now, I didn't say the devil won't there no more trying to make you sin. Now, ain't, that ain't what I said. The devil will always be here trying to make us sin. The devil will always be here trying to tempt us. The devil will always be here trying to make you mess up and do wrong. Because that's his job, is to try to make you sin against God. He's going to always be here. Just because he tried to make you don't mean you got to do it. I just want you to know he's going to always be here. The Bible says when you decide to do good, evil is always present. He didn't say that the evil, evil is going to make you do wrong. He didn't, he didn't say the presence of evil going to make you sin. He just said when you decide to do good, evil always going to be present. So remember, the devil will always try to make you do wrong, but you ain't got to do wrong just because the devil trying to make you do wrong. That's why God said resist the devil and he'll flee. You resist it when he tried to make you do wrong and you won't do wrong. So now that you've been born again, the first thing you become aware is, once you become aware of the apostles, you are aware that you have a new nature now. And in this new nature, you're going to think different. This new new nature is going to give you a different mindset. You're going to be amazed that you're thinking different now. Oh, you're going to be amazed. Shock your own self. You ain't going to feel the same because you have now have a new nature. Let me use, for example, a hog got a nature. And that nature is a lay in the mud. That his, his nature is a lay in a mud hole. That's what his nature is. So if you take that hog out that mud hole and you clean him up and wash him off with a water hose and soak him all down and clean him up with the most precious kind of soap and, and just make him smell just so good and then turn around and put a suit on him and then put some shoes on his feet, do you think that hog going to go somewhere and sit down in a clean place, go sit down in a parlor? Go, go sit down in the living room or something because you done cleaned him up. He appreciate what you did. That hog is going right back to the mud with that suit on and them shoes, too. I don't care how much you pay for the shoes. I don't care how much you pay for that suit. You can put a wristwatch, a, a Rolex on his, on his leg. He's going right back to that mud. Now, listen, you, you, you don't, you, don't you get mad at the hog. You get mad at yourself because the hog only doing what he's supposed to do. His nature is to go to the mud. You knew he had a nature to go to the mud before you put the suit on him, before you put that ring on him, before you put that watch on his leg. You already knew that nature, that hog had a nature, the wallet in the mud. So that was just a waste of time for you to do that because you changed the hog. You cleaned him up, but you didn't change the hog's nature. So for that reason, the hog is going right back to the mud, and that's where he's supposed to go. If he would have went to the living room somewhere at some clean place, I would have thought something wrong with the hog. But the hog is going back to do what his nature tells him to do. And same it is with you. If you got the nature of the devil, if you got the nature of Adam, you're going to do the thing that Adam did. You're going to sin because you got a nature of sin. When, God, when you are born again, when you get saved, God takes away the nature of sin. That's what First John said. First John said we no longer sin. That's what First John said in the, in the book near, near Revelation at the end of the book. John said, we no longer sin because God has taken the sin nature out of you. If, this, if you ain't got no sin nature on you, I didn't say that we didn't make mistakes. I didn't say we wouldn't sin sometimes. I said, but we won't live a life of sin. You, you, you ain't, it ain't a continuous thing that you're doing over and over again because God has taken the, the nature of sin out of you, and you don't desire to sin no more. Now, I didn't say Satan wouldn't kill you to sin no more. I said, you don't desire to sin no more. You're not walking around with that desire. See, before you got born again, you 
desire to see him. You see it in the morning, the evening, and night. You see it all day long. Every moment of the hour, you see him. When you open your mouth, you cut. When you open your mouth, you say something ungodly, and you didn't have no conscience to do right. You did only what your nature told you to do because you were lost. You were a sinner. So you did what sinners do. For you to cuss, it was easy. For you to lie, it was easy. For you to commit fornication and adultery and sexual immorality, it was easy because that was your nature. You had no conscience to serve the Lord. You had no conscience to pray. You had no conscience mind to do the right thing because you was in the flesh. But now you've been born again, and now you've been given a new nature. And in this nature is to do right. When you was out in the flesh, when you walked around in that Adam nature, you went from iniquity to iniquity. You went from one wrong to another. But now that you've been born again, now that you've got the nature of Christ Jesus, the, uh, the nature of God through Christ Jesus, you go from righteousness unto glory. You Listen, you go from righteousness into holiness. You get better and better. You get righteous and righteous every day. So that's the first thing happens is when you become born again is that you become aware what happened second, Apostle? What happened second? Well, I'm going to tell you what happened second. What happened second is a true believer has a new desire. Now, listen, your nature doesn't change. You don't desire to sin, no. You, don't, you, 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 you ain't walking around trying to fulfill the lust of the flesh. You have a new desire, a new desire to live right. You want to live right now. You don't want to cuss no more. You don't want to lie no more. You you don't want to go to the club no more. You don't desire to go to the club no more. Now you want to go to church. When you would have went to the club on Friday night, now you want to go to the church on Friday night. Uh-huh. When you would have want desire to smoke a cigarette, you don't want to smoke no cigarette now. When you did desire to drink, you don't want to drink no more. When you did desire to commit fornication, you don't want to commit fornication. It don't mean you can't. It don't mean you can't. Listen, it doesn't mean that you can't. Commit fornication ain't nothing making you not do it. You just uh, it just you don't have the desire to do it because the Holy Ghost through Christ Jesus have taken the desire away, so you don't want to do. Who does what they don't desire? Don't nobody do nothing unless they desire to do it. But now you've been given a new desire, and that new desire to serve the Lord, that new desire to live a sanctified life. That's the second thing happening to you. Is now you are aware that you don't change. You're aware that you have a new nature. Now, you have, number two, you have a new desire, and that desire is to please the Lord, is to pray the fad, the secret faith, to hang around Christian folk, to, find, to hang around the body of Christ, uh, to, 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 to mingle yourself with born-again believers. For the Bible says, forget not to, 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 forget not to, to mingle yourself together, huh? forget not the fellowship. Forgive not to associate with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Amen. This is where our strength comes from. And when we we fellowship, our strength comes when we gather together. Uh huh. And when we become one, we have our services. I draw from you, and you draw from me. Uh huh. Get not together ourselves together in fellowship. This is what happened. This is what we desire to do now. You you don't desire to go hang out at the club all Friday night now, or or go hang out with club folk that is that is clubbing. But 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 your desire now is to leave that alone. He said, "Come out from among them. Be ye separate," said the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. He said, "I'll receive you and, and, and be your God, and you be my child." People want God to come in the club and get you. I serve you notice. God ain't coming in the club to get you. He can if he want to, but he ain't coming into that nightclub and get you. So don't you let nobody fool you. Don't sit there waiting for God to come get you. You're going to be there a long time. He told you to come out. He said, come out from among them uh-huh, and separate yourself. Come out. Listen what the scripture said. Come out from among them, said the Lord. God said this. He want you to come out, not he come in and get you. He said, come out from among them, said the Lord. You've been born again. You a Christian now. You a child of God. You don't desire to do those things that you want done. You don't desire to go to them places you went when you used to go to. You don't desire to act like you used to act. Your nature ain't the cuss and the lie and the cheat. And do worthy things no more. So come out from among them folk that are doing that. And be you separate, said the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing. You've been born again. You can't touch unclean things now. You know what things is unclean. You know what things are ungodly. You know what things that are perverse. You know about them things that ain't right. 
uh-huh, that you're still doing with ungodly folk. Touch not the unclean thing. So if you want God to receive you, you've got to be holy. He said he dwell not in an unclean temple. You want God to receive you, you've got to decide to be holy. He said, touch not the unclean thing. He said, did I receive you? Oh, ain't that something to be received by God when you'd have done the right thing, when you held up holy and clean hand? Now God going to receive you because your hands are clean. God going to receive you because you're holy now. God going to receive you because you lay down every weight and the sins of either beset you. God going to receive you because you're walking in the spirit and not in the flesh. Oh, this ain't getting good to me. God going to receive you because you made up your mind, for God I live and for God I die. That's why God received Joshua. Joshua said, choose you today who you going to serve. But as for me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. So that's number two. Isn't that nice to know that, that God is going to receive you? He's going to receive you, and you become his child. Amen. You're going to have a new desire now, and that new desire is to serve the Lord. Amen. 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 Now, number three, your conversation. Oh, my. Your conversation ain't with the devil no more. Your conversation is with God. You got a new conversation. You got a new partner to talk to now. You done changed your conversation. You ain't talking that old food and stuff. You ain't cussing and saying no more ugly jokes no more because you ain't, that ain't you no more. You you ain't conversating in that mess no more, uh, all that rap stuff that it ain't garlic. You ain't doing that no more. Your conversation have changed. Oh, you got a new conversation. You got a new attitude. Oh, man, you talking in a different way. It's kind of like, it kind of like uh, uh, when, when I went to, I went, left the country, went to New York. And 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 Virginia and Washington and them up there. Well, after I stayed a little while, I found myself kind of talking like my accent starts changing. Now they know when I got there. Excuse me. They know when I got there. I was country. Ah, yes, I would. They know when I open my mouth. That's a country boy right there. See, they know when you come from south, from down here, come down here from north, and go down there. They say where they at. When you start talking, if you ain't been properly taught how to talk, when you get there, they gonna know your country. So they knew I was country. But as I stayed around them, I had an auntie, and my auntie taught me how to talk. She taught me even my ass, even how I dress. She made, she went and bought me a new, helped me get a new wardrobe. She 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 helped me uh, my pronunciation. She helped me talk different. To to I said, wow, they they didn't much know that I was country, and much as they did when I first got there. When you start hanging around somebody uh, different, you're gonna have a different conversation. You're gonna start talking different. You see what I'm saying? You hang around a friend long enough, and he got a slang word. You're gonna find yourself talking slang too. Why? Because you're hanging around that friend, and you're going to start taking the attribute of that friend. The characteristics of that friend are going to get on you, and, and, and your conversation is going to change. And you're going to find yourself talking just like they talk. Why? Because you hanged around with them. You start hanging around with people, uh, 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 you're going to start acting like uh like that person that you hang around with. That nature of that person is going to begin to rub off on you. Isn't that something? Oh, I know that's right. So now, third, your conversation is going to change. Okay, let's talk about what what else is going to change. See, this is how you're going to know you've been born again. Because if ain't nothing changed, you need to go back to the altar and, and get, get another Jesus. Because the Jesus you got, he ain't he, he the right one. Because you can't have Jesus. Can you hear what I'm saying? You cannot have Jesus. You cannot, I don't care who you are, you can be the White House, I'll talk to the governor, i go to the Supreme Court. You can't have Jesus in your life and not change. If Jesus is in you, you're going to change. You ain't even got the want to change. If Jesus is in you, you're going to change. Because he's going to give you the want to change. That's what he came for. He came, he said he came. He didn't say he came that we might stay the way we would. He said he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. See, that's why I, we ain't having an abundant life, because we won't change. We want to keep on being the same old Alexander. We want to become the same old Lisa. We want to become the same old John. Uh, we want to become the same old Eddie, the same old Larry, uh-huh. the same old Robert. And then we want God to change it. God going to give you a new name in the spirit. God trying to make you a new person. He don't want you to be the same. Because if you be the same, you're going to need a Jesus coming. If you ain't going to change, 
if you ain't going to change for what you're doing, then what, what would the need for Jesus to die on the cross? And that was just a waste of time. He came that you might have life. He wants you to have life. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to have an abundance. He wants you to be successful. He, he, he wants you to be prosperous. He wants you to be well. He said, I wish above all things that you be in hell, even as you're in prosper, even as your soul prosper. But you can't walk in the flesh. You can't walk in that damned nature and expect to change. You're not going to change as long as you stay in that damned nature. You've got to be born again. All things will pass away. The whole all things become new. Once you get that new nature, you're going to change. Listen, let me say it like this. Once you get that new nature, it's going to change you. No, you ain't going to change. You ain't got nothing to do with it. It's going to change you. That new nature is going to change you. The power of the Holy Ghost, the glory of God in the shedded blood of Jesus, it's going to change you. It's going to wash you and make you whole. It's going to cleanse you. It's going to purge you. The blood of Jesus is going to purge you. Yes, it is. Oh, y'all going to make me sing again. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What, what can make me whole, whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. Oh, oh, I press. Shuddy that flow that that made me white, white as snow. No, no other name, other name I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. See, we don't sing no song no more. That's what the old folks sang. They sang no song. We sang in these new songs. Listen, I ain't got nothing against these new artists out here singing. But most of the time, when they get through singing, you don't even know what the song is over before you realize what they even saying. They don't sing and sing, and you, 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 you don't even know what they were talking about. And if you don't know what somebody's talking about, how you going to be blessed from it? But these old folks sang right slow, and they sang from their hearts and from their souls. And when they got through singing, you were convicted by the song they sang. They might have been cut no record, but they show cut into your soul. They show cut into your heart. They show cut into your mind. They make you wonder about yourself. Or they make you take an inventory of yourself. Oh, I'm excited about the message this evening. Are you saved? Or are you just going through the motion? Are you trying to fool somebody? Are you trying to put on a front? Are you, are you camouflaging it? Making like you say, you look like you say. That's what a clown does. He want a clown put a frown on it. He put that frown on it, say so he a painted on there, and it look like he's frowning all the time. Some of us get we we got salvation painted on us. It all it is is paint. Ain't nothing real about it. Ain't nothing about it. Our nature have not sang. We are we still doing the same old thing, and we gonna increase and in doing words now than we were before we got saved. Number four. This is four. I'm, I got seven. I'm on number four now. This is how you know. A true believer, a born-again believer, a Christian, has a new theology. Oh, my God. You're getting deep on this, Pastor. No, 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 no. You've got a new theology now. Your study is different. You're not studying the things of the world. You're not letting the things of the world control you. You're not letting the things of the world occupy you. You're not letting the things of the world deceive you. Uh-huh. you got a new theology now. Your study is different. Uh, your mindset is different. It's about Jesus now. It's not about the world. It's not about the world system, but it's about heaven. It's about what heaven is saying, what heaven wants me to do. My study is from heaven now, the things of God. Uh, the Bible says, set your affection on things above and not on things that I got a new theology now, and it is in heaven. My mind is set. It's not about earth no more. He says, set your affection above with, where the moth can't eat, the rust can't rust, the canker worm can't eat, the thief can't steal, the famine can't destroy. Oh, get yeah, a new theology and a new person, which is God, Christ, which is God through Christ Jesus. Do you hear what I'm saying? My study is different now. 
my 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 mindset is different now. My search is different now. My theology is different now. It is in Christ Jesus. It is not in the things of this world. That I can learn more about God. I can learn more about Jesus. I can learn more about the Holy Ghost. Huh? I can seek to find him. Seek me, you shall find me. When you seek me with all your heart. He that seek me shall find me. He that knock the door shall be open. He that asks it shall be given. My mindset now. It, it, it to get closer to God. My mind said now, to have more of his presence, the more he's dwelling, dwelling on the inside of me. What's your theology? Who's you caught up with? Who's you wrapped up in? What are you trying to study? What are you trying to make part of your life now? You need to have a research. Search yourself. See whether the Bible says search yourself and see whether you'll be found in the faith. You see what I'm trying to say? You need to search yourself and see whether or not you've been found in the faith. Come to find out when you get there that you won't even in the faith. Because without faith, you can't even be saved. By faith, without faith, we can't be saved. The Bible says, by grace are we saved through faith. Listen, we're saved by grace, but you've got to have faith in order that uh, you got to have grace, faith in order to receive the, the grace. Listen to what he said. He put grace first, and then he put faith. He said, by grace are we saved through faith. He didn't say by faith are we saved through grace. He said by grace are we saved through faith. Because we got the faith to believe in Christ Jesus, believe that he died on the cross, shedded his blood, rode on the third day, sent it back in the heart, Father, sitting on the right hand side of the Father. We, we, we did that by faith, and then grace appeared. Then the grace manifested itself. We believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, and that God had raised him from the dead, thy shall be saved. Oh, my. So, number four, we have a truth. Uh, we have a new theology. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's see what number five is. And now, 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 number five, we're talking about these are just a few pointers to kind of make you search yourself to see have you been born again. It's it just going on in your life since you say you saved. Uh, a, a true believer has a new Master, oh, my God, oh, my God, you got a new master. The Bible says who you serve. You can say you saved. You can say you've been born again. But the scripture said whoever you serve, he is your master. So if you say you're a Christian and you serve the devil, then you lie. The devil is your master. The writers, I didn't say this, but the Bible says, said, whoever you serve, whoever your father, whoever your master is your daddy. He's your father. Jesus said that whoever you serve, he's your father. He's your master, your father. So you say you've been born again. You love the Lord, but you're doing the things of the devil, and he's just using you any way he wants. And you saying you've been born again. 3 John 2, 5 through 15 says, do not love the world, nor the things of the world, in the world. If any love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, listen, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the, and the, and the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but it's from the world. The world is passing away, and also it's lust. But the one who does the will of God live forever. Ain't that something? You got a new master now. You don't love the world no more. When you was in the world, Satan was your master. And you loved the lust, the lust of the eye, the lust of the fret, the pride of life, so proud in yourself. You loved those things. You was in the world. You were in the flesh. You was not saved. So that means you were in the flesh. That means you was in the world. Jesus, the devil was your master, and you loved those things. But now that you've been born again, you're not walking out of lust no more, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. First John 5 and 19 says, we know that we are God and that the world and that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. We are God. You know you are God now because you done changed. You done been converted. You're not walking out of lust no more. You're not walking out the lust of the world, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. You've been changed. You've been born again. You hear what I'm saying? It is very clear 
the scripture said it is very clear that we are either serving God or serving his enemy, the devil, Satan. Salvation is described in terms of a military operation in which God rescues us from the d- domain of darkness and transfers us to the kingdom of Jesus. Colossians 1 and 13 says, As true believers, we serve a new master. We no longer love the things of the world, and we spend our time and money and talent, strength, and our lives to do the will of God. Everything we do is evaluated and and prioritized on its value to the kingdom in light of our salvation and the call of God. We no longer spend our money for lustful things. We don't only spend our money at the nightclub. We only spend our money hanging out, partying. But now we spend our money for the ministry. We spend our money for kingdom things. We spend our money where the thief can't steal and the rust can't destroy and the, and, and the famine can't take away. You hear what I'm saying? Why? Because we've been born again. We're a new creature now. And since our attitude changed, our our theology changed, our mindset changed, we're serving a new master now. You ain't going to keep on serving the devil and you serving God. You can't serve two masters. You love the one and hate the other. Now, you can't tell 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 God you saved and tell God you love him and tell God you, he's your master and you still letting Satan be your master. The Bible said it can't be. Bitter water and sweet water can't come out the same fountain. You're either going to serve God or you're going to serve the devil. That's why Joshua made it clear. He said, choose you today who you're going to serve. If God be God, serve God. If the devil be God, serve the devil. He said, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So you got to choose who you going to serve. you got to make up your mind who's going to be your master because you can't have them both. It ain't going to work. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's not going to work. God ain't going to allow it to work. You may say God's still on your side, but if you start serving the devil, God's going to step out of the picture. He gonna put you. You gonna think he's still there? See, that's what Samson did. Samson thought God was still there. You know, Samson was hard headed. Samson was just hard headed. Yes, he was strong. Yes, the power of God was on him. But the boy was rebellious. The boy was hard headed. The boy was uh, did what he wanted to do. You know, he just wanted to do what he wanted to do. But yet, God's power was on him. But doing what he wanted to do cost him his eyes. Cost him his life because he wanted to fulfill the lust of the flesh. He wanted to fulfill his, his evil desires. And he did what he wanted to do, and it cost him. And it will cost you, and it will cost me too. If we allow our evil desire, our our iniquity, our, the Bible said our own iniquity will destroy us. We got to be careful that we don't allow our own iniquity to destroy our own ways, our own actions, our own behavior. Six, a true believer has a new power. You got a new power now. Isn't that something? A new, a true believer has a new power. God gives you a new power. For the Bible says, after the Holy Ghost comes. You shall have power. We got a new power now. That power is in the Holy Ghost. Power over sickness. Power over doubt. Power over disease. Power over reiteration. Power over stress. Power over suicidalness. Power over anxiety. Power over depression. Power over despair. Whatever's going on in your life, you got power over it. But you got to tap into that power. You got to uh, uh, you got to acknowledge that that power is there, and you got to use that power. You 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 got to tell that devil to flee, leave me alone, Satan. You got to resist him. See if you're gonna do what he tells you to do, then the power don't work. The power only work when you resist the devil. He said he didn't say do what the devil say tell you to do, and then and and then it's gonna work. He said resist the devil and it'll flee. Then draw night unto God. Draw night into that power, and he'll draw night into you. Resist the devil. And then he said he will walk away. He said he will flee. You don't see him running, but God sees him running. Resist the devil, and he'll flee. Draw night unto God, and he'll draw night in the day. Amen? 
John, listen, First John 20 and 20 through 27. It said, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you, and you all know, as for you, the anointed, which you receive from him abides in you. And you have no need for anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things. And it is true and it is not a lie. And just as it had taught you, you abide in him. To abide in him. We've been taught to abide in the Lord. You can't abide in the Lord today and then abide in Satan tomorrow. He said, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you. Look at what God said. And see, that's what's going on. This new generation, this new world, they're not letting the word abide in them. They're not letting God abide in them. They're letting everything else abide in them. And they wonder why. They wonder why they, they, everything is corrupted, how everything is all messed up. You can't fear God today and the devil tomorrow. You're going to have confusion. You're going to have a complication trying to meet God and the devil too. It ain't going to work. He said, if you abide in me. That means every day, every minute, every hour, and I'll abide in you. Then you can ask what you will. You're asking and ain't nothing happening. And you wonder, why ain't nothing happening? I keep on asking because you're not abiding in him. Not just reading your Bible. Reading your Bible ain't abiding in the Lord. That's just reading your Bible. I read my Bible, but that's not abiding. This is a spiritual thing. He means if you abide in me in your spirit, in your spiritual man, you got to abide in him in the spirit. Uh, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. When you abide in him, not just read the Bible to be reading, but reading that it might get on the inside of you. Reading that you, you, it might be a partaker of it. Reading that it change you. Reading that it make old things pass away, behold, all things become new. First John 4 and 13, by this we know that we abide in him, and he in us. Because he had given us the spirit. This is how you, how do you know I'm going to abide in me? How do you know I'm abide? Because you're going to feel his spirit on the inside. If you're not feeling the Lord's spirit in you, and you've been saved a long time, and you call yourself been born again, and you ain't feeling the spirit of the Lord, you need to go back to the altar, baby, and say, Lord, let me do it all over again. That's what he told him in Revelation. He said, I got somewhat against you. He, yes, you're going to church, and you're doing all these rituals, and you're having all these ceremonies. He said, but you done left me. I'm not even with you. Your spirit ain't, my spirit ain't even in you. And you still acting like it is. He said, repent from whence you have fallen. Do your first work. I encourage you this evening. If you ain't feeling the presence of the Lord, you need to repent. You need to go back and find out where you messed up at. When they say repent from whence you have fallen, that means where you messed up at. Go back to where you messed up at and repent right there. Tell God you're sorry. You ain't got to spend all day naming every sin you committed, but go back where you messed up at. Tell God to forgive you for messing up. Tell God to put it on the blood. Tell God to forgive you. Tell God to put it behind you. Tell God to wash you with the water of the word and by the power of the spirit. Tell God to create in you a clean heart like David did. Tell God to create in you a clean heart and renew a right spirit in you. Tell God to mount you up with wings of the eagle that you might be able to run and not be weary. Tell God to do a new thing in you and God to do that. Go back from which you have fallen. Do, a, do your first work over. Quit, quit, quit trying to cover sin with sin. Quit trying to cover iniquity with iniquity. Quit trying to cover wrong with wrong and think God going to bless you. God is not going to bless you in your wrong. He didn't bless Cain when Cain did wrong. He ain't going to bless you when you do wrong. God will bless you in your righteousness, not in your wrong. Now, he'll forgive you if you've done wrong. He'll pick you up and he'll restore you. But your blessing ain't going to come till you do what is right. The true believer has something that the unsaved man cannot, will never understand of a spirit, the indwelling spirit of God. Jesus promised this gift, indicating that the presence of the spirit of God in us would ever be, uh, would, would even be more. I'm going to tell you, the world can't have this. The world cannot have uh, uh, the spirit of the Lord. The world, is not, they don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have the spirit of Christ. I don't care how much they say they got it, speaking in tongues. You speaking all the tongues you want to. You can't speak in no tongues you ain't saved. That ain't nothing but the devil. That ain't nothing but worldly. You can't speak in tongues until you become saved. 
Do you hear me? So don't quit sitting around talking about they speaking in tongues. If they're not saved, it ain't God. For the Bible said the devil can speak in tongues. He can mock the Lord. He can do just like God do. If they ain't, if they ain't, listen, if they ain't saved, that speaking in tongues ain't hitting on nothing. You've got to be born again before you can speak in tongues. Now, last but not least, the true believer has a new, when you were out in the world, the purpose was to serve the devil. The purpose was to do whatever the devil would tell you to do. Go where the devil would tell you to go. Act like the devil would tell you to act. But now you have been born again, and God has given you a new purpose. He told you go into all the world and preach the gospel. Lay hand on the sick and they shall cover. Cast that demon to make the blind see in the language. We've got a new purpose, and that purpose is to fulfill the will of God in each one of our life. All of us got a different purpose, but whatever it is, God has given us a new purpose now to serve him. First John 2 and 28, now little children abide in him so that when he appears, he may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. You don't want the Lord to be ashamed at you when he comes because you didn't live a godly life. You live like you want to live. You did your own purpose. Then when the Lord come back, he ashamed to even claim you. He said, if you be ashamed of me, I'm going to be ashamed of you. When I, when I sit with my father, when you go there and stand in Jesus' presence, and Jesus going to be too ashamed to tell God you belong to him because you lived an ungodly life because you were ashamed of him. Being ashamed of the Lord is a bad thing. You can be living right and be ashamed. You can be living right, but when it comes down to, to making a confession, when it comes down to telling others that you are saved, when it comes down to speaking up for the Lord, you are ashamed. Jesus said when you get before God in heaven, I'm going to be ashamed of you. I'm going to act like I don't know you. You don't know me. You down here acting like you don't know me in front of these ungodly people, people down here cussing and lying, committing a dust and fornication, living all that ungodly, and then you ashamed of me in front of them, and they living that ungodly life. And when I when you come up there in heaven and stand before God, Jesus said, I'm going to be ashamed of you too. I ain't even going to confess you for the Lord. I ain't going to tell the Lord that you and you are here. The unsaved man is not concerned about life after death, for he lives only for this world. For him, everything he can see, touch, and hear is, 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 is really, and the unseen things may or may not matter to him in contrast. It is the spiritual world that is the most real for the true believer. We understand that the physical world is temporary and will one day pass away, and that the eternal spiritual things are the reality. We live here on earth, but our hearts and minds are looking heavenward. Our hope is not to build a good life here and die peacefully, but to abide daily in Christ, being used up, up, worn out, and spent for the gospel and the glory of God. This is what our desire is while we're here, is to please the Lord. Lord, what will you have me to do? What will you have me to say? Who can I witness to, O oh God? How can you use my life to make a difference in somebody else's life? How can I be used, Lord? So I, I encourage you now in the close of this message, search yourself. Have an inventory. See if you've really been born again. See if you really made Jesus Lord and Savior your life. If you have not, then I ask you to repeat after me, Lord, forgive me for all my sin that I committed, Lord. I've lived an ungodly life. I did what I want to do. Here I am up in age now, and I have not served you. You've been calling me, and I know you've been calling me through preachers and prophets and apostles and evangelists. I done heard sermon after sermon, Lord, and I turned a deaf ear because I won't ready to be saved. I done fulfilled my life and forgot all about you. But you let me live. Would you forgive me, Lord? Forgive me and give me another chance. Forgive me for my sin and my iniquity. I accept Jesus Christ, your son, as my Lord and Savior. And, Lord, for the rest of my life, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Put my sin on the blood, oh God. Save me right now. You said whoever called on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I believe that, that Mary received you, Lord, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Conceive you, O oh Lord, and that you were born, and that you died on the cross. You lived 33 years, and you died on the cross for my sin, and you rose on the third day. You said if I believe in my heart and confess in my mouth and things, I shall be saved. 
Lord, I believe it now, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior, and I promise to live for you the rest of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've done that, you are saved. If you've done that, you don't been born again. If you've done that, old things fit to pass away, behold, all things are fit to come new. If you just did what I just told you to do, you fit to give, be given a new nature. You, be, you, you have been adopted into the royal family of God. No, more, no longer do you belong to the devil. You are a child of God. All you got to do is hold on to that now. Get, get, in, a, get, get, get in a church where the gospel has been preached, the true gospel, the true gospel has been preached. They were, where they were, where they believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, where they're doing the best they can to hold up holy and clean hand and do the will of God. You get in church amongst the saints, the, the, the believers, so your soul can be fed. We get sent one to the other so you can grow in the Lord. Find a church. Find a friend. Find somebody who you know is it, it, it doing this, and you, go, you partner with them, and you go and fellowship. And get your soul fed so you might grow from one leaf to another. We thank you for the message this afternoon. We pray that this message that helps somebody. There's somebody who 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 been walking this walk for so long and know you ain't saved. Humble yourself. You ain't got to do it out in the public. You ain't got to tell nobody that you have not been saved. That ain't nobody business. Go in your prayer closet. Go in your room, bedroom. Get on your knee. Tell the Lord, all the year, God, here I would pretending to be saved. All the year, I done sit on the usher board and the trustee board. I, I, I done sit on the deacon and the mother board. All the year, God, I've been here thinking that I was saved, thinking that I've been born again. Here I am, my heart just as cold as it can be. Here I am, got the idamic nature in me, Lord. I don't have the nature of Christ. Jesus. I don't have the nature of, I have the nature of Adam, not the nature of Christ Jesus. Forgive me, Lord. Take me back. Save me now. Even in this secret prayer closet where don't nobody know. Save me, Lord God. And that I might go to heaven when I die. You do this, and God will do that. He ain't going to call nobody else and tell them you won't save. He ain't going to call nobody else and tell them you've been faking, putting on a front for a long time. He ain't going to do that. But he said, whoever called on the name of the Lord shall be saved. He just and faithful. The Bible said, confess your fault. He just and faithful to forgive you for all your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Somebody's going to change this evening. Oh, somebody coming out of their mess. Somebody coming out of their closet of darkness. Somebody who's been pretending for a long time. Amen. It's fit to change. Oh, we bless the Lord. Precious Father, I thank you. I lift you up. I magnify your name. I pray that this message did not fall on deaf ears. I pray that somebody will receive this message, oh God, and a man who, who pretended to be saved, who thought they were saved, who don't know what they said, and they will receive this message and be born again, God. And they will make sure their anchor hold and grip the solid rock. In times like these, you're going to need a Savior. In times like these, it's no time to be idle, but be very sure. Be very, 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 very sure. Your anger holds and grieves the solid rock. That rock is Jesus, yes, he the one. That rock is Jesus, he the only, only one. So be very, very sure. Be very, 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 very sure. That anger holds and grieves the solid. We say good night to the radio world. You be blessed. Heaven smile upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.